If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals, chief goals. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle broadcasting here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Buford Showcase, sponsored by Blue Collar Basketball and the legendary coach Sam Allen, who's with me today, filling in for TJ Rosine. Sam, we are joined by the legend, Gene Durden, and his son, Kobe, who, if you're not familiar with girls basketball, especially in the Atlanta area, I mean, their, their record speaks for themselves. Gene has won six different championships, three out of the last four, and has been to eight out of the last ten. So you're talking about just a legendary program, and and now you've got your son coaching alongside. First of all, how long have you? First of all, thanks for being with us. Thanks all right, for we, us. we appreciate it. How long have you been with your your dad on staff? Uh, this will be my fifth year. Oh wow! Okay, so you're a veteran now. Uh, I wouldn't say veteran. <laughs> uh, I, I like to say uh, uh, an intern. I've been learning a lot. So still an intern. See, that is a learning mindset, Sam. One that you will appreciate. Five years on staff, and he's still saying he's an intern. Still just trying to soak it all in. I want to ask you, Gene. First off, you still got the fire for coaching? I mean, you've done it all, right? Like, Oh, no doubt. Uh, if you don't have the fire nowadays, uh, you better just turn in your uh, whistle and go to the house. So, you know, I've been doing this 31 years, and, and I think that I'm just as excited now as I've ever been. Why is that, and how is that? I, that's an easy question to answer because basketball has been my passion and love ever since I was a young boy. And, and when you get to wake up every day and go to a job that you love to do, and it's something that you look forward to, it's easy to keep the passion. Interesting. Now, your son obviously joining you on staff. Kobe, did you know coaching was your thing? Like just having grown up as a CK, you know, you always hear the term PK, pastor's kid, but like a CK, a coach's kid. Absolutely. You just knew? I've just always been around him. Uh, He really never forced me uh, to come around it. Um, It's always been something that's been pretty organic. Um, so being able to learn from him and watch him, I know I've always wanted to be a coach. So I knew that was a path for me. And so obviously your dad's had a ton of success, Gene. You've, you've won a lot, not just here at Buford, but Dade County. But like playing it and then transitioning to coaching, I remember those days like when I was a player and then I got into the coaching side, I realized, oh, wait. I thought you just, like, did practice. There's so much more that goes into it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to learn uh, from him, that's that's what people don't understand about coaching. You you can – people come and watch, and they think just on the court is what coaching is, and, and that's not it. There's, yeah. you got to do award ceremonies. you you got to sweep the floor, redo floors, and that's something I've been really lucky with. I mean, he's always uh, been a hard worker, and being able to see him – uh, do everything uh, that, to make a program successful has helped me out so much and opened my eyes to really what being a successful coach is. And, you know, we talk about, like, successful coaching, which often is just defined by championships, winning games, which is one part of it, right, and a big part of coaching. What, what do you think What do you think has allowed your dad to be successful? When you watch him and you say these characteristics are what allow him to be successful, 
And uh, Gene's, I think, excited and nervous to hear what he's going to say here. Hey, but well, what do you think those are? Uh, I think he's he's he always says this. He's a bulldog. He's hard nosed, um, and, and that's allowed him to, to work hard. And, and I think just that that blue collar mindset of, of outworking people uh, is is great. To, you know, I get to see that every day, and, and that's what kind of coach I want to be. So, coach, can you be the hard nosed bull? type coach in today's environment if i can i need to go to the house um I, here, here's a i'm just saying people are sensitive uh, now uh, you know you got to be more gentle uh, no, don't you no, i mean no, i'm saying no, it in no, air no. quotes you, you need to come to one of our practices but here, here's a, here's a key <laughs> here's a key i really think this is so true it is tough nowadays but here's the deal that allows us to do this our kids we start developing relationships with them when they're even young and so they know that we truly care about them and you cannot coach a kid hard unless you got a relationship with them and our kids know that and so uh you know we we the hardest thing i think in coaching nowadays is accountability no doubt about it. everybody talks about it everybody wants to you know say oh account of this accountability that but let me tell you what it's hard every day to come to practice and hold your program and hold your assistant coaches hold everybody accountable and because it's, it's mentally and physically draining but that is that's a key to it but but going back our kids know they know that they're going to be held accountable for their actions both on the court and off the court and that's the culture of our program and so it, it's not as hard as what you think and and if parents know that you truly care about their kid and you've got their best interest uh, that takes that takes care of a lot of it hmm. coach i've always been intrigued with this dynamic in coaching especially coaches that have had a lot of success how do you balance the dynamic of this is a new year while holding on to the success of yesteryear right where you don't want to live in the past right and live on last year but like but you do want to reference that. How do you manage that dynamic? Well, I think it's a great dynamic to talk about. Um, listen, every season's different. Every team's different. And you want to build on what you've done in the past, but you got to turn loose in the past. You know, we lost 10 seniors last year uh, on, a, on a team that won three out of four state championships. Okay, we walked into We walked into our first meeting and said, okay, here's the deal. Players change, seasons change, expectations don't. Hey, we're going to go to – we're playing the same people. We're going after it. And, you know, those kids know that, guess what, to have a successful program, it's a building process year after year, and, and now it's their turn. We have a next man up mentality. Okay, so, you know, we're not going to – no excuses of what we don't have. and We're going to take what we do have. We're going to maximize it. And you know what? That's what we're going to do. And, Adam, Adam, you and I talked about this this morning in an episode, which was how do you – and, Gene, you said this a minute ago. you got to fight for it every day, right? Every day you go to practice, there's accountability. Well, you have a great staff, Kobe being one of those. Absolutely. You have a great staff. And Adam and I were talking about this this morning, which is like how do you – empower your staff delegate because look it, it can be very tiring to fight for championship culture if, if you the head coach are, and there's an element of that and you and that's that goes the mental toughness of a coach right me and you even talk about this on a, on a phone call this week is like if you want your kids to be mentally tough coaches be mentally tough all right so let me get to my question which is you got to fight that fight every day but then there's value in 
Kobe, Kobe pulling aside this girl and having that conversation. Oh. You're Coach Osmond, and you start delegating and empowering so they're not hearing you all the time, and you're just getting worn out. Listen, you just hit a huge part. I was talking to a younger coach. I, I'm very lucky that I'm able to mentor some younger coaches yep. now, but they, we were talking about this, this thing probably 45 minutes ago. People don't realize when I came to Buford, I came to Buford, and, you know, a girls basketball coach, you're not getting your staff, okay? So I came in, and the first thing I brought was two of my former players to be parapros, okay? So I brought them because they knew what it took to play for me, and they knew what to come in and help the kids out. But one of the keys to success for a program now is you must get great people with you. And, like, our staff we built for 14 years. I've got two coaches that coach college-level basketball that's on there that's all in. I've got another young lady that's been with me 12 years that knows what I want. Kobe's grown up with a basketball in his hand. He knows exactly. And let me tell you what, when you've got that kind of people, a head coach has to delegate. Hey, I'm 53 years old and I'm running out of steam, but when I walk out there, I've got to be able to do – got to bring the juice. But guess what? If I give them responsibility and let them grow and them use their strengths and weaknesses, that takes it off of me. And, you know, we have to do the good cop, bad cop stuff. We got – I'm always the bad guy. Always. You know, I said, I got another coach kind of way. But we got some good guys on there, too, that's going to come behind after we leave the train wreck. They're coming to clean it up. And uh, so you've got to really find roles for your coaches and teach them to grow. And, and man, I'm blessed with that. Now, are you able to do that now because your resume is solidified? And I, and I say that, you know, maybe early on when you were still trying to show everyone who you were and what you were made of, did you find yourself being more dominating of all the tasks? And now that you've experienced the success, you kind of sit back and you have a little bit more trust and, and just belief oh. in yourself? Absolutely. People forget, too, my first job, I coached boys varsity, girls varsity, both JVs, no assistants. So I was the guy. I was the all right, guy. so the answer is yes, yeah. yeah <laughs> you so did it I, all. So I sat in the middle of the court, you know, with me by myself and with running the whole practice. Well, as I get people that you can trust, first of all, you got to have people you can trust. It's on the same page. You know, everybody talks about turning loose responsibility. That's great, but those guys got to be have the same vision you do. But once they're on, uh, you turn them loose and let them coach because there's nothing, nothing, you know, it takes it off of you, and plus they need to grow. Hmm. All right, we got more we want to dig into uh, with the Durden boys here, but uh, let's take a quick break. All right, catch up with our friends over at Team Snap. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap for today's halftime communication tip. Have you ever thought about reading and its effect on your communication? I want to remind you today that when we read, it improves our ability to communicate. You see, communication requires the use of better words and phrases, which we can often learn through reading. See, reading will introduce to us better understanding of words and new phrases and new stories and give us new ideas. So when we're with our teams or when we're with our coaches, the reading and the things we've gained from it will allow us to be more engaging, entertaining, and thorough as a communicator. You may not have thought about it before, but the more you read, the better you communicate. So this week, I want to challenge you to pick up a book, pick up a newspaper, pick up a magazine, try to absorb and read as much as you can, and watch the fruits of that effort play out as a better communicator as a coach. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about the communication app, helping bring everyone on your team from your parents, players, and coaches, and getting them all on the same page. That's TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more. Kobe, 
one or two things that you've noticed a major difference in your dad as a coach over the last 5, 10, 15 years that today, what he's doing today is not what he once did? Well, I know uh, when I was very little, uh, he used to come home and not have a voice, probably from yelling so much. So that's changed a little bit. Not that he doesn't yell anymore. Uh, so I don't know about that. But um, vocal cords got stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could say that vocal cords got stronger. Um, to be honest with you, I I haven't seen really much change in him. I, I, I think he's the same coach he's been uh, his entire life. You know, a lot of people say they've changed. Um, obviously, he's changed a little bit about him, but uh, I think that's what makes him so successful and, and such a good coach is he's consistent with what he does no matter who he has. Uh, he's going to be consistently uh, holding people accountable, and, and I think I do th- truly think that's why he's so successful. Yeah, and I – Go ahead, Gene. I, I want That's one I want to step in on too, though, because a lot of people don't realize this, but I think this is huge for all coaches, and it's really taught me a lesson later. I, I found a lot better balance in life. Man, let me tell you, at first, when I was first into it, I, I was in a situation that it eat me up when I came home. Then I had four children at home. Guess what? Those losses didn't mean as much, and I can go home and see my children and everything else. And so I can tell you the difference in mine has been the balance that I try to have. I can. I'm pretty good now at leaving it at the gym. And coming home and trying to be dad and do the things I need to do. And, you know, that's something I think is really big. And I think most good coaches, right, they – I'll just use people, common names that most people know, like a Popovich or a Coach K or a Gino Ariema, right, is they've been coaching a long time. They've coached many generations of players. Their core principles are probably the same, but they, they all evolve with the game. Systems might change. How they relate to players may change. There's an evolve. So where do you think, while your core principles have changed, to Kobe's point, what areas do you think you've evolved? You've mentioned life-work balance, but where else do you see that you're evolved? i tell you, I think one of my strong points, I think one thing coaches got to do is realize their strengths and weaknesses, but one of my strong points, I've always wanted the ability to learn and try to get better at whatever I'm doing all the time. So I'm always trying to learn and do things better. Um, and, I, and, and I can attest to that, Adam, uh, with our PGC Glazer clinics. Gene would be speaking at them, and we do the early bird special at like 7.30 in the morning. And – you know, there might only be 30 coaches in there. And Coach Durden and Coach Martin, who coach here, my, my old coach, they got almost 15 state championships. Guess who's there in the front row? Those two guys. And they're raising their hands, asking questions, still trying to get better, and they've been coaching 30 years. So I, I just say that as a true – like, you don't just say that. Like, you live it out. No, and, and I, I think, too, that one of the hardest things that I've had to do is learn how to adapt without changing. Because we're coaching a different animal. You, you mentioned that earlier. There, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it. It's just the way society is, the way everything goes. So, you know, how do you do this without changing what you believe in? So I try to adapt a little bit better, try to do things a little bit. And that's experience, too. I yeah. mean, you learn through some ways of how to, how to do that. So, you know, that's what I would say on that. What is a failure – a set, a set of adversity that's you've really grown you. I know you, you've talked in the past some about um, a few years back where you felt like you let the program slip oh, a little, yeah. and that you learned from it. But can you talk just about an adversity or a failure or two that has really grown you over your career? Well, what you talked about is definitely my biggest failure is I got hung up in a probably more of a pride thing 
that we started to worry about championships and national rankings. And, I mean, I had a group come through here that we all would laugh about, talk about was uh, on our roster we were 6'5", 6'4", 6'4", 6'4", 6'2". That's bigger than most ACC or SEC teams. And all these are ranking in the top 100. We were worried about chasing national rankings and worried about national stuff. And, and, and I lost sight on what I'm really here about, and that's to impact kids, not win championships. My, my job as a coach uh, is to impact the lives of young people to make them better and ready for life. That's the whole thing. And so I, I lost sight of that one time. And uh, our whole culture was put in, in the tank. And everything we worked for kind of went down. And I promised myself and my staff we would never do that again, and we won't. No child or no kid or no player is ever bigger than what we're doing, and we're going to do it the right way or we're not going to do it. How would you identify that? Was it like a, a single event that just like a major falling out moment where you're like, man, we need to change? Or like was it gradual and you just felt it and then you came to some realization that like, wow, we're like focusing on the wrong things? You could see it. It, it kept growing and growing and growing. It's like a disease. Everybody talks about it, but it's, it's like a disease. We One thing turned to another, and one thing kept it. The next thing you know, we, we're out of control of our program. And uh, let me tell you what. I can tell you this. It, it was no fun. It was the most valuable lesson I've ever learned. And it helped grow me as a coach. Unbelievable to know that, that you have to stick to your guns and do it the right way. Doing it the right way is not easy. And uh, but But nobody had fun. I mean, nobody, it didn't matter how good we were, it didn't matter how many games we won. I would go to bed at night, went by 30, and know that I wasn't doing right and couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so I promise you, whatever whatever cards are dealt to us now with whatever teams and players, we're going we're gonna to get the most out of them, and then we're going to be satisfied with what happens. Love that. Coach, uh, moving over to you, Kobe, for a second. What, what would you say right now? Where, where in coaching are you most confident right now? Uh, I would say probably player development um, because that's what I had to do. I knew that as a player, uh, I wasn't the most athletic kid. Um, I didn't have this natural ability that some kids have, and I had to work for everything I had as a basketball player. And you, and you um, played college ball, right? Yes, sir. Yep, I played okay. at North Georgia for one year. Um, I uh, So probably player development just because I had to do all those things to develop my skill and, and try to play at the college level so I knew what it, that took. So I would say that's what I'm most confident in. Is there any awkwardness at the end of the season review with your assistant here? Like, like – or you're having to balance the father-son dynamic and be like, listen, you're, just, you're not cutting it, right? No, no, here's a great thing. This is really good, um, and I think y'all staffs need this, is you don't need to have yes people on your staff, okay? If you got yes people on your staff, you don't need them. And Kobe, the great thing about him is he's not scared to come in and challenge me on some things and everything else. Uh, he may say, Dad, you know, this isn't right. We need to look at this. And, and, you know, I trust him enough that if he says that to me, it's something I need to look at. Now, the other thing I'm trying to teach me is this. There's a whole different viewpoint when you scoot about two two feet over from the assistant seat to the head seat, okay? Uh, it's a lot easier to sit over there and make suggestions when the game's on the line. But, you know, that's part of growing up. I, I, you know, I can't I can't tell you how proud I am to have him on my staff. And because and the thing about it is this, he is a well of a coach. He can do some things a lot better than I can. And, and man, he adds so much to us. The kids, I mean, he's a younger coach, so the kids love him. And uh, so he, he's there, and, and uh, it, it has a great dynamic to our program. 
Kobe, do you want to? Are you you wanting to transition in time to, to a head coach role? Absolutely. You know that's been my goal since I've been little. You know, being around it so much. So uh, maybe when. When Gino decides to, to hang it up, I can scoot over there. But, you know, that's that's not what my main focus is right now. My main focus is to keep learning. Um, like I said, I, it's great being able to coach my dad. But, but like we uh, referred to earlier, our whole staff is a whole uh, has a whole lot of people that, that have a lot of different experience that I get to learn from every single day. Um, I mean, just, just having being around those people every day is, has made me grow, and, and that's got to be my mindset as are we go out. You, are you high school focus or college focus? Uh, high school focus. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm in my first year teaching. I teach middle school right now, so that's my degree. So I, I, I probably – I think I want to do high school level. So. Okay. I, I was just going to go down a path, but uh, – I was going to say, if there was ever a moment where they had to play against each other, who knows what the future may hold. Would you know how to handle your dad's team? Would you know how to attack it? Uh, I think I would, you know, just being around it and knowing his uh, what he likes to do with his teams. I think I could attack it. It would be tough uh, because his teams are so hard-nosed, but, but I think I could scheme and, and try to figure out what to do. That'd be fun. Would it, would it be like y'all both know Milt Travis, who Absolutely. now works blue-collar, and Jacob Travis. So they've coached against each other, and I hear it creates some interesting Christmas conversations. Uh, they, you know their personality. They, I'm surprised they didn't run across the floor and start fighting each other. Absolutely, with them too. I guarantee you, it would it would be interesting. You know, but my plan, I have I have a plan. You know, set in place. One thing is, I've given 14 years of my life and probably more to Buford. And right now, I think one of the things you always want to do is leave it better than you found it. And so my plan is I've got the people in place that when I ride off into sunset that I hope that this program continues to get better. And that's what that's what we're looking for. Well, Kobe and Gene, we appreciate you taking some time. And uh, best of luck this year as you continue on with the season. And uh, incredible event here, incredible venue that you all are helping participate with here with Sam. Special thanks to Sam Allen filling in for TJ Rosine today. And listen, I am Adam Bradley. We are the Harwood Hustle. Until next time, we are out.